0: Yo, you want to see something cool? No. Well, I'm going to do it anyway. Hello, everybody. Welcome on back to Buds Talking Buds. I got my boss next to me, Sean Bean. And we are starting this episode right away off with an interview with our buddy david nahara did i do it right you got it okay i like i like i like uh he is from cali select from northern california uh very interesting man uh from cal uh, went to college at cal poly pomona he the marine no he's not
1: i no, i didn't go to college i went to
0: school and then why why did he say that <laughs> i don't know i found it on something about you so you'll find a lot of stuff <laughs> you'll, you God, you'll find shit a lot of there. stuff mind. you google me no. <laughs> mind. okay so i take that back he didn't go to cal poly pomona he went to school hard knocks yeah. uh he is a uh mer- i was gonna say former marine but once a marine, a marine always a Marine. yeah uh cali select and uh sean let's start this off
2: yeah um yeah so what's up david i, I kind of want to start with a little background like maybe uh what's the first time you ever sold weed
1: <laughs> yeah the first time i ever <laughs> sold weed <laughs> that was 11. Uh, you know, a buddy, uh, buddy of mine, his dad had a, a garage in the back, and it was kind of ironic because it was my first view of like a mixed light or greenhouse scenario. The roof of the garage had just had a big glass window, mm-hmm. and he had this elevated shelf with plants on it and these little tiny fans. and He had like like a little tiny misters where he would miss the plants, and it was super cool because we would sit on the roof and smoke weed and watch these plants grow. <laughs> And then eventually, you know, we'd see they would be gone, and then the house would stink like weed. And <laughs> this guy was paying my buddy's dad off with weed, so yeah. we would take that weed. And I remember we were trying to find a place to get high, and we found a place on the east side of Santa Paula where, you know, there was little gang member there, you know, old-school guy. We asked mm. him if we can smoke on his porch, and he was blown away by the weed. And we used to go there weekly, and eventually he said, hey, what do you say I sell this weed to the hood, and I'll give you half the money? Let's go. I said Let's sure, <laughs> you know. So that was my introduction to selling weed. Yeah, know. so Santa
2: Barbara. Grew up in Santa Barbara.
1: Yeah, yeah. I was born and raised in that town.
2: Hell yeah, hell yeah. That's not far from where we're at now, just about an hour. Mm-hmm. Um, awesome. What, uh, like what was your? Obviously, we know you like you kind of kept going in the industry from '11 on. What was like the biggest uh, you ever made it? Did you ever say? Do you have like dispensaries, multiple grow ops? Like, kind of what? Would, what do you think your your pinnacle was?
1: I mean, the mid two, the early two thousands was uh was pretty wild. It was the pop to fifteen days, you know, two thousand six to, to two thousand eight when. It was just kind of the Wild West out here. You know, it was illegal in the state, but not federally. And it just kind of had a, it was nothing like it is today. It was kind of a light it till the wheels fall off mentality. Mm-hmm. Cause at any given time you can get laded and you'd go to uh when you will in inclo- court, they would just deny, you know, you, you medical defense. Yeah. So when, the, if they, you'd be forced to take a conviction or a plea, because they would they would describe it like you would ju- like you just had a trap house yeah so you, you knew the wheels were going to fall off eventually at some point and they didn't just fall off i mean they they crashed mm-hmm. off you know i was part of something called operation green prescription when uh bush was about to go out of office mm-hmm. and must have hit about 100 shops statewide i was one of them you know it was a it was a pretty big uh pretty big bus they they hit me they hit a they hit multiple vendors and people that I worked with, and mm-hmm. of course the news blew it up.
0: So you were running a dispensary at the time?
1: Yeah, I had a dispensary in Santa Barbara. Used and to be, they just came in. They hit my house actually. Okay. And then you know, because that was, you know, back then you didn't want to have everything mm-hmm. in the shop just for that reason. You know that at any yeah. given time they could show up. So. Yep.
0: But they, they, they had, knew that. Yeah, yeah. They had my <laughs> they had my
1: house surrounded, bugged. You know, I had I had no clue. How did that happen? How did they bug your house then? Uh, the house was listed for sale, so I would have to leave the house, <laughs> and then they would stage. It would be basically a viewing would come, yeah. and you know, the cops came, task force came in and bugged my house. So they had that's insane. Yeah, they had it yeah. surrounded. You know, I wasn't. I was on. I was out of town when I got back. They knew that it was the day that everyone was going to be coming. Shipments were coming, mm-hmm. and you know, friends were coming in town, and it was the day to hit me and. They had staged a viewing that day, you know, the cops did, and they canceled the viewing because I was waiting for it to happen so that I can conduct business. So then I get a call from the real estate agent saying that it's been canceled. And I remember his voice just sounded odd. And you know, I guess maybe my ADD got the better of me and I just I said, All right, let's go let's go to lunch. Right. and we all took off and split out of my house in a bunch of different vehicles as they're all getting, you know, suited and vested up to come hit my house, we all just, you know, mm-hmm. vanish out of those. so they eventually hit my house when uh, one of my pilot news went by and hit my dispensary the next day and, you know, blew me up on the news and I still managed to get away, and I was like a, actually a fugitive for about a month and oh, a half. Wow. Yeah, came, turned myself in, went away, took took a deal. You know, they actually offered me a deal. Uh, well, I would get out after being down for about five months, no felony, uh, no more jail time, but I would have to sign a statement that I wouldn't work in cannabis for ten years. So I did the time. So you did the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: How hard of a decision was that?
1: Yeah, <laughs>
0: like was it like. That, no, I'm I'm for the cause. I'm I'm uh, done no, going no, to I'll, prison I'll
1: be totally honest with you. Just picture me in a courtroom wearing an orange jumpsuit. And when they stated that, I didn't realize there was a microphone in front of me, just like there is now. And I looked to my attorney whispering with a microphone in front of me <laughs> fuck that shit i'm going to prison and it just echoed <laughs> in the whole courtroom all the guys in the cage started like yelling and hooting hollering and yeah
2: uh, <laughs> y- even the, wow. even like the d.a i mean even like you know anybody involved in the feds were probably like yeah get respect for this guy yeah.
0: respect wow yeah that's that's a move yeah that's a move right
1: there yeah, I yeah. did my time and got out and jumped back in uh-huh.
2: yeah what was it like trying to get back in the industry were people uh, hesitant to to work with you after doing that after having some doing a bid
1: you know not really because I did the time mm-hmm. you know and I was actually lucky enough because it was my first time going to prison, and I didn't have any violence on my record. Mm-hmm. I was able to do a program that when I got out, I went straight to like a rehab, and only had to do. F- I did five months there and I had no parole, no probation. I was oh, done. Nice. Yeah.
0: That's pretty slick. I yeah, because for yeah. a bad situation like yeah. that, I yeah. guess so. that's because pr- probation
2: bad. is what they get you with. So then they're gonna slap you like, hey, now you're on five years of probation, and then nobody will touch you in the industry because you're kind of you know being constantly monitored and checking in, and it gives people you know almost like rightful cause to come ever where you're at to check on your well-being if you're on probation so
1: absolutely yeah it's
2: one of the ways they try to control people after they do their time it's like yeah yeah you did your time but now we're gonna make it so nobody touches you for a few years
1: and on top of that I mean you know it's it's when most people most that's why they get stuck in the system because they're on probation or they're on parole Yep. and then they just you know go go to go to what they know which I knew I was gonna go back to weed mm-hmm. you know those there was no doubt in, in my mind so I, I i finished that program in october you know mm-hmm. and i just went right up north and went to my buddy's farm and started managing his scene yeah bought a farm the next year and just you know didn't stop so were
0: you planning all this while you're in prison like oh, i already know what the next step i'm gonna go up north were you having conversation with anybody else about your business that you just left excuse me you left and now did you have any contact or did you just like like better, were you blind for two years, and then you got out, and then you started? Oh, I,
1: started I mean, I did again. nothing. I did nothing but plan. I knew, I knew what I was, I knew what I was going back to. You know, I, I had, you know, I'd put some some things away. You know, and I said, okay, when I get out, I want to, you know, I'm going to go buy a property I'm going to start growing weed outside. You okay. know, I'm going to. I knew I was going to do it, and I was planning. You know, and I knew that when I got out, I'd always done people good in the industry, so mm-hmm. I'd you know, if I had to start from the bottom, I would, but I knew I could, you know, jump back in and I didn't skip a beat. You know, I, I bought a property as soon as I got out and then just 99 plants outside. And
2: where was that property? at?
1: It was up in Butte County. Okay. Butte. Yeah.
2: The Wild Wild West. yeah mm-hmm. That
1: was, that was outlaw. You know, there was a time when they were really cool with, with uh, cannabis out, you know, and, and as soon as I got out, I got, a, I opened another dispensary and I was actually able to get my hands back on my old dispensary. So you know, I, did, I didn't really miss, miss much time, but then eventually Butte County cracked down, mm-hmm. you know, and then in year two, they, they hit all my films again. And <laughs> <Yeah. you> know, <laughs> yeah. it's like right when I was uh, about to rebuild, they hit it. And, you know, luckily, I had a really good attorney. And I mean, I owned a dispensary, we had 5000 patients. And, you know, I got a slap on the list. It was just a very hard slap. And yeah, it's yeah. it's oh it's always
2: to deal with the, like the the state or a local government. It's usually a little bit uh, easier than the feds. They they kind of hold a little harder in line. Would that be your experience?
1: Yeah, absolutely. That was yeah. uh you know when I got when I had my dispensary and they came and hit me and I took the prison time. My my attorney told me that there was a federal indictment pending, mm-hmm. and even in some recent articles I was leading it actually it actually states in the article you know the federal indictment pending. So that was. You know, that was part of the strategy. Take a deal. You know, if you take this to trial and win, mm-hmm. they have, you know, I don't know what the statute of limitation is. The feds, I could have beat the state and then the feds could have filed. Right.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. There's always somebody waiting around the corner for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um Okay, so that, that grow got raided. Then um, I'm sure you've got other grows going on, like hopping around. Where Where'd you go after the Butte grow?
1: After the Butte grow, uh, I went. I moved to San Diego and just kind of became a, <laughs> I became like a stay at home, you know, st- stepdad and just, uh, <laughs> you know, I leased out my farms, you know, to people and just kind of use that, you know, using it, you know, As since I had account, a turnkey yeah. system, I was able to get very good rent and it allowed me to, you know, deal with, deal with my case and mm-hmm. let time pass. And after a few years, I started to get stir crazy. And I said, okay, like I got to get back to work and mm-hmm. I was about to get off probation. And you know, I started growing. That's when I first checked out light depths. Mm-hmm. You know, I found I got a place down in Southern California and put up a couple of greenhouses. And so I need a I need to learn this light depth mixed light yeah. thing because it's it's gonna it's gonna be big in the next five years. Could you explain uh, mixed light? I know
0: lo- not. I barely knew it when he told me about it. So if you could tell our customer, well, people listening.
1: So the main thing is, you know, those indoor, outdoor, and a uh, greenhouse. Greenhouse can be, you know there's a lot of different types those old school hoops you know just pvc hoops or metal cold flame hoops where you have some plastic on it and then when you want these plants to start budding you just you know you black them out for 12 hours a day like you would do inside and allows you to get harvest in the middle of the summer right instead of having to wait till the fall same thing if you're in a good temperate climate or you have some heating you know, you black it out and you turn the lights on so the plants can keep vegging so that you can get... So basically, you, instead of getting one clop of year like you would like you would outside, you can get four to five, you know, in a greenhouse, kind of like the same. It's like a blend between indoor and outdoor. Mm-hmm. So that and then mixed light is when you have like an environmentally controlled greenhouse with, you know, an indoor lighting footprint. So you have all the same things you would have in an indoor facility, but you also have the best asset, which is the sun. So that's what we currently use, you know, because there's a lot of greenhouse and there's a lot of light depth, which, you know, light depth is outdoor light depth, you Know, all light debt means is that you're gonna deprive it of light for 12 hours okay. to, mm-hmm. to induce buds, but we try to you know we try to set ourselves apart by you know using state of the art greenhouses where we can actually control the environment, have all the all the things you would have in an indoor facility, but. Have in it in a clean house. Yeah, so
2: it's all about like controlling the photo period, you know, being able to make it dark when it needs to be dark, being able to make it light when it needs to be light. So, like, if you just have like a regular hoop house with uh, no shade where you get maybe two rips a year out of it. But you start adding a shade, and you can get a few more. You start adding an artificial light, then you can pretty much, you know, especially if it's environmentally controlled, go all year round. It's kind of the concept, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's all about controlling that photo period. I was just having a conversation today with somebody from the Midwest that were wanting me to send them some seeds, and they're like, "Yeah, man, the second I get them, I want to pop them in the ground." And I was like, "In October? Like, what? what that's not going to work." And he's like, "What are you talking about?" And I was kind of explaining a little bit, like, "No, you, you need to wait to plant. You be plan on cropping this time next year, and no, don't be throwing them." in the ground but he's getting ready to freeze and you know the light cycle's not going to be correct yeah absolutely yeah so um what he's talking about now is his current grow is cali select farms uh we've been uh, i've been up there personally it's it's epic everybody it's it's in mendocino county um he's doing one of the one of the only facilities i've ever been to where he's again actually controlling the environment whether it's too cold adding heat if it's hot cooling it down um and then of course controlling the photo period so can you tell me a little bit about like your your evolution? So you said you were learning you were learning some light depth in San Diego. When was the first time that you actually like had a greenhouse with mixed lights that you could make hot or cold when you wanted to? Was it was that- two.
1: It was uh, that would be 2017. I bought one of the first, uh, you know, one of the first greenhouses. After there's a company called Full Flowering. You know, they make the, you know, the internal shade systems, you know, really, really nice greenhouses. Jonathan, he's, he's a great guy. After them, a lot of the commercial greenhouse companies like Connelly, Tech, Agritech, all the companies that, you know, just did greenhouses for, you know, 50 plus years started getting into cannabis. So I bought a Tech. it was called an S 500. It was, you know, it was a it was a hoop like a wind tunnel but it had mm-hmm. an internal coating system we had we would put about i want to say 56 lights in each house and it's kind of like if you've never driven a car and you get a self-driving Tesla mm-hmm. is is a lot like what using these greenhouses were <laughs> mm-hmm. like. So I'll admit our first few goes at it in these, you know, were not the best, you know. Mm-hmm, and course. then eventually that was I had a place in Willits, eventually I moved on from that facility and we got the place we're at now in Potter Valley and just went back, you know, the old school way again. We did cold flames for a while and then. We basically used the revenue from that to start building out the facility we grow in now, which was, you know, we started building it out in 2019 and we were able to hit the market in 2020 with Cali Select with flowers specifically out of those environmentally controlled greenhouses.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It's it's for everybody listening. It really he's really setting himself apart with his cultivation techniques. You know, I've traveled to many different cultivation sites and the uh, you walk into one of his greenhouses and you can tell that he's paying attention to every single aspect of the environment. And it, it shows for those of you guys watching on YouTube, we got a a, a bunch of his weed here on the table. So, <laughs> just as a, a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> as a, yeah. Yeah. Just a little,
0: um, well, all, all that sounds expensive. Yes. So how how did this? Because ha- it sounds like you're not you're not in the middle of LA with a whole bunch of electricity and a whole bunch of. Pl- it sounds like you're in the middle of almost nowhere. Yes. Am I wrong? Yeah. No, no, yeah.
2: Yeah. Where are you getting your electricity and your water and all that from?
1: So um, the cool thing about the Valley is when it was designed, you know, God knows how many years ago, they built these canals that was you know meant to feed the whole valley. So I have like this man-made lake on my property that's probably, you know, three to four acres in size mm-hmm. and it's fed from Lake Pillsbury, which is fed by the eel River. And whenever our, the water gets low, we just call the irrigation district and they open the canals and it fills up. So we have like a mini eel River on our property <laughs> that feeds yeah. our whole facility. Oh, thank
0: God. Yeah.
1: That that's probably a
0: savior for the Was that a, a, a buying point or did you even know that when you were going to buy it?
1: I didn't know that, and oh. I mean, it had a well, but, you know, it was a that pretty- can only go
0: so far, right? Yeah,
1: it was a pretty shallow well, yeah. and then they started putting restrictions on cannabis farmers um, about a year ago on, on water usage, even with the irrigation district, so um, we became cowboys. We went and got a bunch of cattle, and uh, yeah. we've got cattle on the farm smart. as well, so we Very could smart. boost our water as well, so- the the lake I don't know if it's a mini lake or a giant pond mm-hmm. you know it feeds the whole facility we got That's multi multi stage filtration everything and the water's great yeah
2: they they keep pulling I mean no matter what municipality it is they're like hey oh uh, yeah you you vineyard you you know growing grapes you can have all the water you want you know like David said you add some cows you can get a little bit more water but cannabis water is on major restrictions it's just like one of the areas that they try to kind of stifle the industry is you know controlling resources like that whether it's not approving you know power upgrades for years and years and years restricting water and there's always ways that they can uh i don't know kind of keep keep their finger on you
1: yeah, we're waiting. Uh, it was a three year waiting list for us to get power. You know, we paid for our electrical permits at three the end years. Of, we paid for them at the end of 2020. And they said that we should have it spring of 2024. So we have like a 500,000 kilowatt generator uh, running our whole facility going off diesel and then with all these fluctuating diesel prices yeah it's been it's been tough you know and wow so yeah we're still waiting to get get enough power to run our own facility and that's just a bunch of
0: people are doing that up there and so it's or why is it they Such ha- a delay.
1: They have to run like a 200 mile underground line. Oh, to they have bring, to
0: make everything. Oh, excuse me. They have to
1: mm. bring more power to the Emerald Triangle because we all need electricity. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Between us, it's uh, it's going to be to service us, Humboldt County and Lake County.
0: It, okay, so it's ne- so California knows it's a necessity for that area. So they're gonna, it's the, gonna happen. There's it's not, just not, not e- yeah,
1: there's not enough power. But with okay. with things happening in the industry, a lot of people that are you know waiting on power may never get to see it because they Mm -hmm. may drop out that sucks yeah
2: but you figured out a way by putting a generator in there and just uh you know making enough money to pay for that (laughs) diesel which has got to be the the daily bills just got to be crazy yeah it hurts Uh, yeah 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 well (laughs) hey it's not fun yeah you're just coming off the sunny season though so you probably didn't have to run the generator as much as you're going to have to in the winter
1: you know unfortunately since we're environmentally controlled greenhouses those things are completely sealed so that thing runs 24 7 we're not using as much power because we weren't using the lights so Mm -hmm. So mm-hmm. okay. we'll start burning more, you know, as we go in the winter month p- plus propane. So the winter is a very, very challenging time to grow. It's a, your lowest yields and the most expensive time, the yeah. most expensive way to grow.
2: Nice, nice. Jeez. Man, this is, this is, it's, there's so many nuances to it all that it's, uh, it would take yeah. uh, since you were 11 until now to <laughs> like get, gain the knowledge that you have. Uh all right everybody um let's call that a podcast yeah yeah
0: man no more questions
2: no david nahara everybody uh marine i guess felon uh owner of cali select didn't uh, go
0: to cal poly pomona did not go to he that, did not, yeah. not go. which i even I had to look that up
1: i, didn't I even saw know what it. That says. Yeah. i think i sold weed though once oh, like I in mean, the parking lot i don't lot. Maybe, know maybe, maybe. Sure. i don't no. know
0: it was like on something maybe they're just trying to make you sound good and good. funny because my cousin who works in the industry in uh, vegas he went to pomona for horror it's so I'm like, oh, oh okay. we're going to have something to talk about. Nope, nope, no, we don't. Uh,
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. Thanks, David. Yeah, thank right, you.
0: Right we'll we'll try to do this again. Definitely. Thank you. And I wanted to say thank you again to David Nahara uh, with Cali Select. That was an awesome interview. I hope you guys enjoyed it, Learn more. We're definitely going to have him on again. Um Thanks for listening. Uh, That's going to be it for today. Uh, Again, we're on the YouTube. We're on podcast. Uh, We're on Apple, Google, Spotify, and YouTube. Um, IG, Twitter. It's both Buds Talking Buds. Um, We have a Facebook group, Buds Talking Buds. As well, go on to thesourceslow.com for any of your delivery needs. Uh, Our IG the source. Dot cc and we're also on youtube the source slow that's how you can find us we love you guys thank you Stay high. yeah that was pretty
1: cool i guess